Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guests this week are the owners of the Allingham Arms Hotel in Bundorn, Peter and Elizabeth McIntyre, who are set to retire at the end of the month after almost 30 years at the helm. The couple married in 1991, and two years later they began working at the hotel, which had just 24 bedrooms. Over the years, the hotel has undergone a number of phased expansions and redevelopments, and today it has 132 bedrooms. When operating at full capacity during the tourist season, the hotel employs up to 100 people. The Allingham Arms has been bought by Elizabeth's brother, Colin McEnough, and will be managed by Peter and Elizabeth's children, Sean and Anya. Peter and Elizabeth, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thanks very much, Karen. Uh, you're very welcome to beautiful Bundorn in this lovely evening, and we hope you enjoy your couple of hours with us. Peter, uh, we're sitting here uh, at the front of the hotel. Uh, yourself and Elizabeth are across from me here at the table. Why the decision to announce your retirement, and maybe why now? Well, lockdown changed everything for for our business, and we had eighteen months out of the two years we were closed up. So, so and then eighteen months, we knew we seen there were another life out there, and and we enjoyed every minute of it with with um, you know it's with family and stuff like that there, and it's like when you're working to four, three and four o'clock in the morning for thirty years or twenty eight years at that stage, you know you get. You don't belong burning up, and and I think this is the right time for myself and Elizabeth to to, to enjoy our, our retirement. Elizabeth, when I was talking to yourself before, before we started recording, um, you, you told me it was a, a decision you had contemplated for quite a while, but one that you're looking forward to. I am indeed, Kieran. We're first and foremost, you're very welcome to Bundoran. <laughs> um, and it's great to have this conversation with you. We haven't been able to sit down casually and relax and chat to each other in quite a long time um, yeah it's I suppose a decision uh, on reflection we had kind of thought once we kind of hit the 50s we would look about retiring and take an early retirement it's been a long long stint here in the Anningham and it's been long hours for myself and Peter it's you come in in the morning and you're not home like Peter would be a lot later than me at night whereas I'd be a lot earlier than him in the mornings and I suppose like our family life suffered because of that and we would have missed out on lots of occasions um, not that I don't have any regrets. We've built a great business here and we've some very, very, very nice customers, very loyal to us and very supportive of us and have been down through the years. There's no doubt it's a very sad occasion and it's a decision we did agonise over for quite a long time. But we just feel now the time is right. And as Peter has alluded to, the COVID changed us. It was the first time in our lives that we actually had time off. It didn't matter to us that everything else was shut down all around us. It was just getting time together, getting time at home 
and with family and I suppose we have a grandson now as well and I suppose we like to be there for him as well and we find that we just don't have any time the hospitality industry has changed too it's it's very very difficult there's a shortness of staff there as everybody knows and it's not just across the hospitality industry it's everywhere but that just makes it all the harder for us in that we're filling gaps and holes in the hotel where I suppose we should be spending more time managing we've always been hands-on but we're really hands-on plus plus managing and it's just got difficult we're in our 50s now and I suppose the time is just right for us to unwind the opportunity was there so we decided to go for it and we'll miss it we'll miss our staff in particular our staff are like our second family here and we spend more time down here than we ever have done at home and we've brought staff through this place from children right through to their adulthood and you know it's it's just it's going to be a sad sad time for us no more than the staff there's customers as well that come here once a month you know and I mean they'll miss us we'll miss them certainly there'll be withdrawal symptoms but I have to say I suppose we are looking forward to what's ahead of us a life you're in the hotel game all of your adult life and you started uh, as a young girl I believe around 10 years of age Elizabeth can you take me back maybe to that time when you, you first got involved in the hotel sector well I suppose before the hotels it would have been I suppose the amusement arcade and the cafes was my parents business and I mean we were always brought in from a young age whether it was serving ice cream cones or racking money in Max um, we've always been working I've never known anything different than work and I suppose the only time we ever had time off was when we would take a holiday um, outside of the country because from the day myself and Peter well I suppose I got into hospitality in Letterkenny which would have been where I met Peter um, and in it a long long time I would have been in the Errigal for four years and Peter would have been manager in McGinley's bar in Letterkenny which a lot of your listeners would be familiar with and wouldn't, would have known him from those days um, then we moved over here to Bundoran in 93 and we've I suppose we've never looked back we've put everything into the hotel here and as anybody would attest we've brought it from a small 24 bedroom hotel to what it is today uh, I mean it's completely transformed and changed and a great asset to the town um, hospitality wouldn't have really been my game that was more Peter my background was accountancy um, from a BCom and UCD I suppose a lot of the earlier years when the children were younger I would have very much kept to sort of the office and the bookwork and the administration and it was only really I suppose the comeback from COVID when I really started to work the ground floor um, I would have been behind the scenes doing everything there and Peter would have been the front of house man so I suppose it was a relationship that worked really well we were chalk and cheese <laughs> but um, it's, it's worked very well for the hotel itself um, the children too both involved here in the hotel they have helped to bring it to what it was as well and I suppose they've grown up on it and they know no, nothing different either which I suppose where we've missed out on a lot of family occasions that they understand that because they're involved in the business themselves Peter, Elizabeth alluded to uh, I suppose family time taking a back seat and I'm sure that's something that you're looking forward Peter to maybe getting more of now Oh that's right Kieran, you know, uh, well, sure, there was a couple of weddings. I only got to one of the weddings this year. And my own family was invited to three or four of them, and I didn't get to 
to to the rest of them. It's how hard how hard is that, Peter? Well, see, the sad reality of the hospitality business now is, Kieran. Like I would have a lot of people coming every Friday and Saturday night all year round to the dances and stuff like that. And the first thing when they come in the doors, where oh, they come looking for you to chat to you, they might have like you're you could be a social worker <laughs> more than old earlier nowadays because they might have problems. They might you know have nobody else to chat to and, and stuff like that. And that's what Lanning was known for. Lanning was known as an entertainment venue for the last thirty years, and and we done very well. And the country music was good to to Lanningham, and we were good for country music. Going back to your own involvement in the hospitality sector, um, it's not today or yesterday since you were pulling pints in the Yenley's Bar, Peter, in the late 80s and early 90s. And I do recall you uh, deliberating over the decision to come down to Bundoran full-time after yourself and Elizabeth got married in 1991. It's a decision I know you took a while to, to, to mull over, but it's one that I'm sure you're glad you've made now. Well, I never thought. I didn't think it would last... 28 days or 30 days in Nottingham Nalling, never mind 30 years and that's been honest with you like you know it was a different thing for me completely Beginnings Bar was a busy bar it was buzzing 7 nights a week it done entertainment 7 nights a week you come down here in the winter time and it was very quiet and them days Sean owned it and he, he tried to keep it open all year round and you know you mightn't have 4 people in the bar at night you might have 2 people and you could sit there we were open for lunch them days you could have Ten people in for the whole day for lunch, you know, and it was it was heartbreaking at the start, but it, it didn't take long to Darling got going, you know, and 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 we worked at it very hard. Elizabeth was up every morning, half six, quarter to seven, down to sort out the books and keep an eye on breakfast and stuff like that. I didn't do the breakfast end of it, but I would have stayed here every night, and I wouldn't have taken a day off at them days at all, like you know what I mean. So it was it was hard work, but very enjoyable work. I met the best people you'd ever meet in the world in this business you know and it was I enjoyed every minute of it and the, the lessons that you would have learned uh, behind the bar in McGillney's Peter was there one of those lessons that you took with you when you decided to come to Bundoran and, and give it your all uh, the first lesson I learned was never take a drink in Nottingham and I never uh, uh, and that was in McGillney's bar too so uh, that was one of the big lessons that I learned <laughs> go, go out anywhere and enjoy your night out and whatever your night out I never come back to Nottingham with drinking with other so it was a massive lesson that and, and a lot of people get into this business when they're in their late 20s and early 30s and like I think you want to be in this business when you're a very young man because this business is rough and tumble how you deal with people how you manage people how you manage staff how you how you get on with people and you know you have to have a smile the sad reality of you could be in bad form any day but you have to have a smile on your face and it didn't matter what way it was they wanted to see a smile on your face and that's it uh, Elizabeth uh, referenced the early mornings and uh, is it important that the dynamic that yourself and Peter had at that time you know from early, early on was certain roles were covered by yourself and certain roles were uh, covered by Peter yeah 100% Kieran I think that's that's the key to the success here was like I suppose I was the good background administrator and Peter was the front of house and we covered basically I would say nearly 19 to 20 hours of every 24 hours here every day the hotel was opened um, it was tough 
there's no doubt about it really really tough like we did have crossovers on Saturday nights now it was the only sort of night time in the early days that I would have done and uh, we learnt I suppose from early on too that we didn't want too much of a crossover because that's where I would be impinging on him or him on me and that's where the problems would start we had to know what our own areas was and where our strengths lay where I was weak Peter was strong and where he was strong I was weak and I suppose that's the equation to any success and always will be in terms of the development of the hotel, uh, when your late father bought this hotel back in 1990, what was the size of the hotel then, Elizabeth? The size of the hotel, it would have been an old Allingham hotel owned by Mrs. Leonard. It was just a little 24-bedroom, very small-roomed hotel. And I suppose from the beginning, he renovated those 24 rooms and got the place up and running and then ran uh, one of those business expansion schemes. After that, that ran for five years, which funded the initial development, which brought the hotel to 88 rooms. Um, that would have been back 1990. Uh, I suppose I was involved in the bookkeeping from the very beginning, during 1990. There was a brother of mine here with his wife for the first couple of years, but hospitality just didn't, they weren't happy in it. Um, myself and Peter deliberated over it for about 12 months I had already been doing the bookkeeping here and it was decided we would make the move, we would go for it so after the first 3 or 4 years we realised we had turned the place round and we were making it very very successful and we What was the key to that Elizabeth? Hard work here, pure hard work Peter's personality and my me being strong I suppose on the administrative end it was just that's one without the other wasn't going to work no exactly 100% you needed the two together that was the key to it Um, and I suppose Peter in particular it was his personality he built up great relationships with people which are repeat business here I'd say there's not an hotel in the country could match the percentage repeat business we would get in the hotel here most definitely not so we were working very very hard and we realised we were lying in my father's pocket and not ours so we decided it was time for us to make a proposal and buy the place which is exactly what we done and have extended and renovated it ever since it's a 132 bedroom hotel now the, uh, we have you're sitting in it here it's a 200 seater restaurant we have a 100 seater cafe bar at the front of the hotel we have the main bar in the hotel the Coolmore which again would take 150 and then we have a ballroom that can do banquets for 300 to 350 and dances for seven or 800 people so I mean it's been a huge success but it, the, the key to it was the hard work and the joint partnership from the two of us plus I have to say and give it both past and present staff down through the years we've been blessed with very very good staff a lot of people would say I suppose that comes from the leadership too and they see the two of us hands on here but it's bringing staff along with you and showing them that you're prepared to work every bit as much as they are and get stuck into it. But, yeah, the staff have been a huge success to this hotel as well. Uh, just listen to you outlining the, the scale uh, of the developments over the years. It's been a, a massive transformation. Absolutely, Kieran. I mean, I suppose <laughs> myself and Peter would never have been high livers. We were always here and had the presence, and every time we made a few pounds, we ploughed it back into the business. At your busiest how many would be employed at that particular time or that particular weekend for example well we would have up on I suppose 100 on the payroll during the summer every week for that 7 or 8 week intense period even now the winter time I suppose some of these ones would only be part time like you're only talking about 2 days or 3 at the weekend but for example like last week we still have I think it's 78 on the payroll 
you know, and of that, I would say 20 of them are full-time wage, even though we're only open, I suppose, this time of year, as people would know, a Friday, Saturday and Sunday, so they're getting two or three days work at the weekend, but that's still a lot of employment in a, in a small seaside resort that's very, very seasonal. Peter, I couldn't help but notice when I come into the bar, you were still having the banter with the locals and you were complimenting one lady on her hairdo. Ah, well, that's sure. That's only a, that's only a bit of fun, Karen. You know, and it's, it's very important to, that you start getting known your locals. You know, I, I say this weekend is booked out this weekend, but it's, it's the following weekend that I'm looking at now. In the following weekend, um, this weekend I'll be here. You know, from twelve o'clock today to whatever time I go home the night, and the same tomorrow and the same Sunday. But the one thing about this business, this business is about a bit of fun. Don't take this. You don't take this business personal because if you took, took this business personal, you wouldn't be in business at all. And I, I really enjoy the customers. Each and every one of them come in the door. Like, and I would have to thank. Um, be honest about it. I have to thank Paddy Bradley, who booked the bands from the very beginning, and he's still with me to this day. And and he was a massive. He was a massive guidance for me on on the road we went down. Can you talk to me a wee bit about uh, the music and the live music and the country music here uh, in Mandorn and specifically the, the Allium because it is synonymous country music and the Allium do go hand in hand. Ah, well before before the Allium the, the Hollywood was going they were going on a Sunday night and they were going from the 1970s up to 19, I think they finished in 1990 and then Allium was taken over and Sean started in 91 or I think country music was started in 91 or 92 and, and then but I remember the first dance we ever had here was the 8th of January and there was 28 people at that dance and, and some of them are still coming to this day and it was a great education for me because I had a woman upstairs cried the whole cried the whole week some money she lost so but, but that's what it's all about I I worked on it from, from that day to this day and I'm still working on it today it's all about getting people in getting new faces in uh, every one of them enjoying themselves like they have to as I say if you're coming to a dance on a Saturday night or a Friday night or a Sunday night whatever night you're coming for you have to come in to enjoy it and people are under enough pressure at home and, and stuff like that there so when they come up to the Allingham they really enjoy it Apart from the first night which obviously stands out for maybe not the best of reasons Peter I'm sure you've had many big nights is there one in particular that stands out above all others? Well, definitely there's one in particular, um, Big Tom in 2010, the 1st and 2nd of January, which was a Sunday and Monday, and he absolutely rammed the place, and, and, and me going to him as a young man and saying to him, Tom, you have to get on the stage early, get the boys ready early. He says, what's wrong? I says, the place is going to, Tom wouldn't sell tickets to them days, you know, the only the tickets to the residents, and, and the place was absolutely rammed, and I says to myself, get that man on stage early. And there, we'll take a break. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today. You're welcome back. Before the break, 
Peter was recalling some of the biggest country music nights at the Allingham Arms. Another one that really stands out was Easter Sunday with Nathan Carter. I'd done the same for him and we had no water. The water went in the town so had the fire brigade driving around the back for the whole night. So they were great, great under serious, serious pressure but great memories. Elizabeth, I'm sure you, you've made many memories uh, in the hotel down over the last three decades. Is there one or maybe a few that you would like to share? Every weekend throws up something different for us. Um, you know, I suppose that's a bit of the joy of this business as well. You, you never get bored. There's something different every weekend. Um, I couldn't really... I suppose pick out any particular thing I think for me it's been more I suppose the relationships formed with guests that we have over the years and I mean I suppose a testament to that has been the amount of good well wishers and a lot of people you'd have seen the comments on Facebook unbelievable reaction and um, the amount of people that have sent us cards people have left gifts in I mean it's unbelievable it's the relationships that we've formed over the years with very very good people and we'll keep in touch with an awful awful lot of them and hopefully we'll get around to visit quite a lot of them which is things we never could have done before you know I do look forward to that you know we've met made an awful lot of personal friendships through the hotel it was greeted with, I suppose, a surprise and mixed with a bit of disappointment, but very much people extremely happy for you as well that you made that decision. This, what do you think is right for yourself and Peter? Absolutely, Kieran. There's been so many people shocked and saying you're too young to retire. You're never too young. In our game, it's just been tough, as we have said. Like we've been working anything from sixty to eighty hours a week. That's all the time over the last thirty years. You know, there's no getting away from that. Like even you would think we have it kind of easy in the winter they close up on a Monday they're closed till Friday I have all my book work and paperwork and capital expenditures to sort out and all the investment that we've done and jobs to organise and plan what we're going to do this winter what we're going to do this spring be ready something different for the next season you know so I mean I suppose when you could say like we've done 30 years here if you put the multiplier factor on that it probably works out at nearer 50 years and I'm just delighted that the two of us are in 100% good health that we'll be able to enjoy our retirement and you know what there's never a good time to call it but for us just the time is right we're at the full of our health and we want to be able to enjoy the next 10-15 years where we're active and able to do a lot of stuff and there's no slagging because it's still very much business as usual when they come in the road this evening you were at reception Peter's in behind the bar and you're taking time out now to talk to me here 100% Kieran. I mean we'll, get, we'll still give it 100% right up to the 31st of October and we'll still be there to help the transition through wherever we're needed we're available and we'll make sure there's a smooth transition and the boat still sails here in the Allingham tell me how different is the hotel industry now uh, compared to two and a half years ago pre-COVID um, I suppose the staffing issue is the biggest difficulty Kieran as I said that's in every industry across the board but it's a serious serious issue I mean it's affecting the levels of service in hotels and I suppose the customer is still expecting the good customer service or experience um, and it's just not possible to deliver that you know I mean we're luckier than a lot of places and that we have a very very good core staff and that core staff can carry for two or three you know of if you were taking young ones in and training them our core or supervisor or whatever 
would fill the jobs of maybe two or three of those. You so know. Would you worry perhaps uh, about the reputation of the Irish hotel industry as a result of this oh, establishment? Oh, absolutely, Kieran. Because what's happening is, I suppose, uh, the more family-run hotels where you get the real Irish welcome, as opposed to I suppose the chain hotels, they're finding it very, very hard to survive. It's it's just got far too tough. And I suppose on top of that too, there's an awful lot of paperwork and regulations. Whereas years ago when we would have first opened up here, it was just doing the customer experience. Paperwork never came into it. You know, and I suppose all the checks and I suppose European legislation, maybe. Can you take me back briefly to March 2020 and what it was like for that initial period? Oh, it was devastating, Kieran. I can even remember that weekend where everything was cancelling and people weren't travelling. And I remember, like, the night before the lockdown, we went to the local and had a few drinks. We knew it was locking down. And we talked about, you know, uh, we might, we'll be back open probably for Easter. And we thought, worst case scenario, maybe the May bank holiday weekend. And I think we have to cancel everything in between. And never did we dream what was ahead of us. And when you look back on it now, it was like a bad dream. You can't even believe that you were sitting like with two kilometre travel limits. I mean, it's unreal. You, you just couldn't foresee that happening. But I suppose for the hospitality industry, people didn't get the amount of work that actually was involved in all this lockdown and reopening. You had to cancel all your reservations, refund and deposits, you had food stock, you had drink stock, you know, and when eventually you got all that sorted out and then you were reopening again, you had to go reorder. The The second lockdown was probably more difficult because the food suppliers and the drink suppliers wouldn't take back the stuff for you. You were left with all this product that you actually was no good to you. You actually had to throw out. Um, I suppose getting staff, I suppose that's where a lot of it started initially, the staff problem. They had to get more sustainable employment and a lot of them moved off into factory work, you know. And then when they got out of hospitality, they just thought, I'm not going back there again. It's it's too hard and it's too difficult, which it is. It's, it's tough work, but you either like it or you don't. And for people that are in it and like it, they wouldn't go into anything else. Peter, what are your recollections of uh, the start of COVID and maybe the period of COVID and, and the number of lockdowns that uh, the country underwent? Well, the f- first thing that I, I remember is my phone would never stop in the first couple of days and what what do you think now and what do you think now? And never in my wildest dreams did I think it would be two years from that that I would get bands back on the road again. I'd be on the phone every week about bands and stuff like that, they party and, and like it just it just hit me with a bolt really. And my phone stopped overnight then after the first initial three or first three or four days when we really got into lockdown. My phone on my phone stopped and then the sad reality of a loss to her brother of mine in lockdown too, Patrick, and, and it was very tough times. And I remember thinking back, it would have been Easter Monday, and that weekend I had I had Mike Denver on Good Friday, had Jimmy Buckley Saturday, Derek Ray on Sunday, and Robert Mazel Monday. And like, you know, I was lucky enough, Patrick died at home, and I was able to spend them three or four great days with him. But if it hadn't happened in lockdown, and I, I don't know what, you know, it would have been tough to heading down that road on the Friday, and and I spent three or four days before with him, you know, and it was great. So, 
it was tough times, very, very tough times, and, and you know, very unnatural times for a thing. I remember coming up here to a funeral of a local undertaker and, and just the the hearse just drove past us and, and that's all they seen they didn't get a, they didn't get any wake or any any funeral so we were lucky enough that we got a mass and and and, and you know even though Patrick wasn't in, in 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 the church we got a mass and and stuff like that but lockdown was tough now I found it very very tough at the start but then I got <laughs> be honest I got used to it and and I started enjoying every minute of it. <laughs> I had it foreign and they used to annoy like a boy's phone them back home that where are you now and the country going mad and only one case out where I was and there was 8,000 and something in this country so I started to enjoy it but one thing I wanted to ask you about is the impact of COVID on the live music and you know where is it at now in terms of coming back to, to, to full strength is it 50% 80% or do you see it get to the stage where oh, I, I see it coming back I have no doubt it'll come back Absolutely no doubt, but the sad reality of it is, as everybody knows, there's a rise and and things now. People are still nervous, but entertainment will always, will always come back. And if you have the right, if you have the right act, you know, you know, if you have the right act, it'll, it'll, it'll jam a place out, and and I have no doubt about that. And Philomena Vegley this weekend has proved that. And Bundoran, she's up in the Great Northern. And it's, I think the 800 people for the three nights and it's some achievement like for a woman of 80 years of age and, and that, that has a knock on effect for yourselves oh jeez that's a massive knock on any, any event in any town in Ireland is very good for that town make no mistake about that if it's a concert if it's a show if it's an any event in that town it will bring new people to that town they may, may never be in be in that town before they might go to a coffee shop they might go to they might go to stay in stay for the night and it's tourism tour, well sad reality of it is Donegal needs as many tourism as they can and the more events you've on in Donegal the better for Donegal as a county Elizabeth mentioned uh, the Irish welcome and it's, it's the one thing you get when you come to Allingham Peter is a very good welcome from yourself are you going to miss Peter not being able to sort of have that social interaction with, with people and that capacity that you've had all your life or are you looking forward to sort of getting into the slow lane? Ah, well, uh, I'm looking forward to, to, as Elizabeth says, like, you know, we're going to give a hand for, for, for uh, you know, for when, for when they need us for the first couple of weeks and see how it goes from then. But I'm definitely going to stay out, stay out of the bar end of it. I'll meet them on the far side of it and, and I'll have a chat to them from there and I, I enjoy, like, the regulars are mine. They're not a coming here for the last 30 years every Saturday night and and to be very very good people and I'll be going down here for a cup of tea or a wee drink with them or whatever it is there'll be no pressure on me anyway Elizabeth what are your thoughts uh, looking back on your many years here as you get ready as opposed to sort of literally hand the keys over I suppose, Kieran, I, I just look at the hotel and I'm just so proud of what we've actually done here and what we've achieved here. I mean, it's it's a fabulous asset. It's a fabulous asset to anybody, um, at the town and to my brother, Connor, who's taken the reins. I, I wish him all the best to luck with it. I've sat him down and I've talked him through it, the downsides, the upsides, and just making sure that he knows exactly what he's getting into. <laughs> he's not going to be ringing me up and saying, 
you've done this or you sold me a pup or whatever. We certainly didn't. Um, I'm just so proud of the asset that we have created here and the business that we are actually leaving behind us. Uh, it's, it's a great legacy. And what's Previous. the one thing you're going to miss, Elizabeth? Oh, the staff. I have to say, yeah, I have to say that. There's no doubt about it. The relationships that I have with most of our staff, as I said, I'll be still dropping down for coffees and stuff like that and looking for them for lunches to distract them. <laughs> but as Peter says, like, it'll be great to be able to come in here now and be on the other side of the bar and sit and chat and be able to socialise and actually be able to have a wee drink in the hotel <laughs> if we feel like it. <laughs> and finally, have you any plans to do anything else outside of your retirement? Not at the moment, Kier. no. I think we're just looking forward to taking three to six months completely off and spending time with family and going down visiting Peter's family in Letterkenny, which we never have time for, you know. Even my own mother now, she's she's quite elderly. And uh, I suppose she wouldn't be keeping 100% right now. And I'm looking forward to being able to devote more time to her as well. And Peter, finally, yourself, what are you looking forward to doing once you walk out for the last time here as the manager? It's not managing a football team, you know, here. <laughs> what I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to seeing how Anya and John and Connor get on. And that's what I'm really looking forward to, because if I, th- I think if they hold the team together here, and it's all about a team. To me, Allingham is Team Allingham, and, and that's what it's, that's what it's about. And I have a lot of staff here over twenty years, twenty five years. Some of them are over nearly thirty years from the day I walked in here. Some of them are with me, so I'm looking forward to each and every one of them enjoying many more years of success here in Allingham. Peter and Elizabeth McIntyre, owners of the Allingham Arms Hotel in Bundoran, who are set to retire at the end of the month. Thank you so much for joining me today on Business Matters. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kieran, and thanks, thanks very much. Well, that's our lot for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guests, Peter and Elizabeth McIntyre. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 918 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today.